One of the reasons why I've really enjoyed working in this particular field on identity is everybody has identity challenges that they need to work through from every walk of life, from every kind of organization, every kind of company. Everyone needs to have a sign-in system if they're building a distributed system. And I've really enjoyed meeting people from all these different walks of life and the different things that they do. It's part of my job, it's sort of an unpaid bonus is that I get to meet all these people. And that's at a conference like this, or like at HIP, you get to meet these people who are facing the same challenges that you are. Mobile workforces, cloud applications, and digitalization are changing every aspect of the modern enterprise. And with radical transformation come new business risks. Welcome to Hybrid Identity Protection, the premier podcast for cybersecurity pros charged with defending hybrid identity environments. Presented by Semperis, the pioneers of identity-driven cyber resilience for the hybrid enterprise. And now, here's your host, 15-time Microsoft MVP and Active Directory security expert, Sean Duby. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the HIP Podcast. And this special edition, I have a couple of extra guests on top of my occasional partner in crime, Gil Kirkpatrick. I have Wook Lee, who is the directory service architect for Hewlett Packard Incorporated, and Stuart Kwan. Uh, Stuart, what is your title nowadays? I'm a group program manager on the Azure Active Directory team. Stuart is uh, one of the, and this, if we had, uh, if we had video, he'd, he'd be blushing, but he's one of the active directory legends. He is one of the key movers and shakers around active directory that if you've been around active directory for a long time, you will know his name and you will probably know Stuart himself. So this edition is coming before our annual hybrid identity protection conference. So the Hybrid Identity Protection Conference is conceived and run as a place for identity professionals to get together to learn and to learn from each other about working in and maintaining a hybrid identity environment in this complicated world that we have nowadays made more complicated by everything else that's going on. The idea behind HIP is that this is uh, by practitioners, for practitioners to help make all of us more secure. The reason we have Stuart and Wook here is to understand HIP, we really sort of have to go back to its to its beginnings back in prehistory around 2000 uh, for the Directory Experts Conference. Now, Gil is the founder of the Direct, Directory Experts Conference. And Gil, what's, tell us a little bit about that if this conference is actually quite famous among people that have been in this field for a while. But for those that have never heard of it, what, what was DAC all about? So I was the CTO at NetPro, and we were a uh, ISV, a software developer, building a product for uh, managing Active Directory. And this was, I think we started in 95, 96, so several years before Active Directory actually shipped. And in the process of uh, designing that product, um, I ended up meeting a bunch of people, both at Microsoft and at several key customers, which I think at the time was called the RDP program, the rapid, or maybe it was the JDP, the joint development program at Microsoft. And so I met people on the directory team at Microsoft and also people at 
the early adopter, larger customers that Microsoft was working with on Active Directory. And as we were getting closer and closer to uh, having Windows 2000 ship with Active Directory, one of the common things I heard from lots of people in the industry is we've been using Active Directory in various early forms for you know a year, but we really don't know what we're doing. Um, we've had some experiences. We know other people have had different experiences, but um, you know, we're, we're, there's a lack of documentation, a lack of experience, and a lack of understanding uh, across all of uh, all of our staff who are using it. And it seemed like to me at the time that it would be really cool to get all of these people together and just exchange war stories about how Active Directory is working or not working in their particular environments. And um, my my vision, such as it was, was to find a Motel 6 someplace, get a bunch of pizzas and a few six-packs of beer and and sit around and geek out on Active Directory. And I talked to Stuart, who was the, he was a program manager, group program manager. I guess you were a program manager at the time. And some of the other people at some of the other uh, customers, uh, Rook being one of them, there were a couple of other people at HP who were heavily involved um, in Active Directory. And I think we probably five or six other people who were actively working with Active Directory in a production environment. When I floated that idea by them, oh, Alan Isham from Intel was another one that you mentioned him earlier. So I had this idea of a Motel 6 and beer and pizza and our marketing VP, Christine, had this idea of a resort hotel and catering and a conference room and audio and video and all of this. And, and we argued for several months about whether that was a good idea or not. And she finally won me over. And we had the first uh, directory experts conference in 2001 in Scottsdale. I think we had maybe 40 people total, at least 15 of which were from NetPro. So maybe uh, 15 or 20 people who were actually using Active Directory. And Stuart and Wook were uh, speakers there uh, among the maybe 10 speakers we had. And the whole point of that conference was to get smart people who knew about Active Directory, were really expert in it, together in a room and talk about their experience, what worked, what didn't, uh, provide a forum for people to ask questions and, and learn from each other. And really between Stuart and Wook, with the two of them in the room together, that created a dynamic for all of the people involved that made it very, very collaborative and very educational and a whole lot of fun. You know, over the following eight or nine years, I guess, the conference grew to nearly a thousand people and we held it twice a year in cities all around the world. And it became really well known as the place you would go to to get expert uh, information about Active Directory and then later on all the other related identity technologies for Microsoft. So that's that's sort of the uh, history of it in a in a large nutshell. Right. And as you said, the the first few years really set the tone and and for a conference of its size, a surprising amount of memes and culture around the conference. And um, one of which uh, was, or maybe the very beginning of which was instigated, I'll use that term wisely, by Wook. Wook, do you want to describe uh, the situation? So here it is, it's 2001, we've got a small gathering and you were giving a presentation. 
Well, first of all, thanks for inviting me. This is so fun to reconnect with. Uh, uh, well, what did what did we say? We got we're getting the band back together, right? And so, uh, yeah, uh, I was asked to present uh, about our Active Directory experiences, and so I put together a deck called "When Bad Things Happen to Good Directories," and it was kind of a a compendium of all the horror stories for all of the you know, uh, crit set, you know, major incident type things that we were running into related to directories. So I had this uh, whole deck of different uh, vignettes, I guess you could call them, of uh, things that happened uh, uh, on the way to deploying Active Directory. One of them was a slide. It was uh, meant to be very tongue in cheek that uh, said, uh, you know, the three great lies in this world. It was uh, the checks in the mail, I'll respect you in the morning, and Microsoft will not change any default behavior in a hot fix or service pack. And <laughs> so Stuart, Stuart was was in the uh, in the audience listening to this, and he immediately raised his hand, and we nearly came to blows in discussing this. And uh, uh, that was, I guess, the start of a great friendship, right, Stuart? Uh, uh, you, you know, you know how it's funny how how you can remember. You don't really remember specific details about something. Mm -hmm. but you remember how you felt, and and I I do remember standing in the back of this uh, this nice conference room in the Scottsdale Hotel, and I, I and I remember feeling I don't know what's indignant. the right word. <laughs> uh, indignant. Yeah, well, maybe indignant's a good one. Yeah, sure. Uh, about you know, like wait a minute. And I was much less polished back then than I am now. You know. Uh, incrementally more polished now, just sort of worn down by the years. But I remember feeling uh, sort of, you know, the steam coming out my ears sort of things like, I can't let this go by. I can't let this go by. We're going to have to have a conversation about it. But it was, uh, yeah, no, it was the beginning of what turned into a, a quite um, yeah, a wonderful friendship. A lot of fun times. So. Uh, we did eventually hug it out. And uh, we agreed that, yeah, there wasn't really a default setting to change there because it was a brand new thing. But it had to do with uh, strict replication of lingering objects, right? And uh, it was one of those settings where, that uh, because uh, the uh, replication uh, behavior changed from, from lax to strict, uh, it stopped replication because we had a lingering object problem, right? Of course, I had my whole set of uh, uh, my own terminology for that, right? I referred to it as the, uh, the AD undead, right? Because all of these objects that you thought were dead and gone suddenly reappeared. You know, at the time I referred to the, these terms as wookisms, right? Because I was the only person using them. And uh, lingering objects that returned in a writable naming context were zombies because they're physical. And if you shoot them, they will die again, right? Uh, but the lingering objects that returned in read-only partitions those were ghost objects because you could see them, but you couldn't touch them. <laughs> and uh, you know, trying to get rid of them and the things that they would do to your directory uh, were uh, uh, fascinating in kind of a horrifying way. And the, and the cool thing about it for everybody else that was there is that a lot of organizations either didn't know about this behavior to begin with or had never experienced it. And hearing about the problem from Wook and then talking with Stuart about what actually causes it to manifest and why the, it behaves that way 
was a great way for everybody to improve their understanding of how Active Directory really worked in their environment and what they, they could do if they ever ran into this problem. And that was sort of a great manifestation of the whole concept behind the conference is just get smart, experienced people in the room to exchange, uh, exchange their knowledge with each other. Stuart, did you, um, I seem to recall some gesture of largesse that you did at one of the early conferences for everybody. Was that, am I remembering that correctly? I think it was the, I think it was the second one. So this, the second yeah, one was also was. in Scottsdale, right? It was, but, and it was, it was a little bit, yeah. it was a little bit bigger. Um, and yeah, it, so that, okay. So the first one was 2001. Uh, as you mentioned, the second one was in 2002. And uh, I remember I, of course, I wanted to do the conference again. I wanted to come and, and speak again. So uh, I, I came out and I think a couple of other folks from Microsoft came out with me that time. It was at the same time that uh, the, I'm, I'm trying to think here. I, I think it was Star Wars Episode Two had come out like that same weekend. It was the release weekend of Star Wars Episode Two. Now there's a, a a somewhat of a tradition at Microsoft that when a, a big new movie comes out, especially something like from the Star Wars series or, or such, that we rent a theater and we all go see the movie together, uh, sometimes early in the morning or late at night or what have you, or you know, like late at night on opening night. And it, it coincided with the weekend of the conference. So I wasn't going to be there and I wasn't going to be able to see the movie with the rest of the team, as is the tradition. And I was upset about that. And I remember thinking, you know, in my wallet, I have my corporate American <laughs> Express card. I could simply actually, you know, go to the podium and say, how would everyone like to go see the movie tonight? And uh, like, I will buy everyone a ticket and we'll go all together. And it, it just sort of all came to me right there at the moment. And I thought, well, he you know, heck with it. How much could it possibly cost? Let's go ahead and do it. So we all, I invited everyone to go see the movie. We went to see the movie on, on Microsoft's dime. I'm not actually sure what happened after, like what happened when I went back to expense that, but it, you know, clearly it must've been okay since I'm still at Microsoft. And then I think in a, in a subsequent, didn't we go to another movie in a, didn't that become sort of a, it wasn't really a tradition. We only, maybe it was one other one. I thought we went to a movie. I didn't actually go to that movie, but I remember it happening. I think we went to see Austin Powers or something. It was, uh, which was. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong. You were basically running the Active Directory team, weren't you? If you weren't, that's certainly how we thought of you. I guess it, it, it must have seemed that way, huh? That's what happens when you're the I'm, the I'm the only guy that you've met. So <laughs> clearly, this you know I could say whatever I want. No, that in in 2001 or 2002, I would have been I was a program manager or a lead program manager for a part of the team. The The reason why I ended up being very interested in, in the, the DEC conference and became a regular attendee was part of my responsibilities was to help people understand how to deploy it. How, to, how, how do you design your directory? How many forests should you have? How many domains should you have? How do you organize them? That was in my wheelhouse. So that that's how I ended up being associated with, with these conferences, which were ostensibly a lot about things like that. Um, so, Gil, one of the things about the early conference that we certainly try to replicate at HIP, you had a principle of let's get really interesting material up there, even if the speakers are not necessarily well-known speakers or maybe not the most polished speakers. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? 
Yeah. So my, my, my thinking about recruiting speakers and, and developing content for the conference was really, I want good content. That was my, that was the overarching goal. And I, the skill and professionalism of the speaker was somewhat secondary in my mind. So I ended up pulling in um, people who had never spoken in public before, you know, maybe at a meeting at their company or something like that, but never in front of a large group. In fact, one of them is uh, Guido Grillenmeyer. So a lot of people who hear this podcast will know Guido. And he spoke for the first time uh, as a public speaker at DEC. I think it might've even been the first one. I think it was. And first off, you know, the content was fantastic. It was a, it was a great, great presentation from a content standpoint. But what was really cool is, is not only did he, you know, deliver a good presentation and everybody learned a lot from it, but he made a lot of contacts there at the, at the conference. And that sort of altered the course of his professional career because he was now a noted public expert on Active Directory because he had spoken at this conference. <laughs> and there, there were really several people who were in, in that same mode that, that I had managed to pull in at one point or another into the conference as a speaker who had never done that before. Um, and it just sort of changed the, the, the trajectory of their careers because they they learned that they had something good and useful to say and that they could actually stand in front of a room and do it. And um, I, I really enjoyed sort of coaching these guys up and, and uh, helping them learn, you know, get comfortable standing in front of a crowd. And we got fantastic knowledge transfer from all of that because we had really, really smart people who were in the, in the front of the room. I think that also helped foster just this collegial feel at the conference themselves, certainly, you know, we know technologists tend to not necessarily be the most socially, what I want to say, comfortable people, but the deck and its follow-up or its evolution into tech had certain cultural aspects that were really very engaging and it just sort of had arisen spontaneously. And I want to take this opportunity to get down uh, on permanent record, the origins and the ethos of the uh, Wookley Pro-Am Challenge. <laughs> when did it become Pro-Am? <laughs> it was Memorial. Pro, it, it was the Wookley Yes, uh, yeah, it eventually Memorial became Challenge. that when I stopped being able to go to those conferences. Yeah, that's right. But this was this was an integral part of the of the conference, and I participated in several, and I have as Stuart knows I still have a Kwatlu Kwan Buck on the wall of my office, and I have the uh, <laughs> and I have the uh, Indiana Joe and the Directory of Doom uh, poster yeah. on the wall. Oh, so, boy. who wants to volunteer, yeah. Stuart or Rook, about how this came about? Let me recall pieces of it, and then Wook, you'll have sure. to help me put this back together again because it it has been. Yeah almost 20 years, but that, yeah, I mean, there certainly the conference always had this element of community and getting together and sharing ideas that uh, for some reason, and I don't know if this is this, maybe this is the same in other areas of technology. I, I've only ever worked on identity. Uh, it wasn't even called identity when we first started it and it, it became this, this field of identity, but there's always been a community of people working in identity. And that was an important part of the conference, but another important aspect was this sort of, um, 
this levity or this sort of silliness <laughs> that we would we would partake in. And and part of it was this the the Wookley challenge. And the Wookley challenge started with me just issuing as crazy um, a crazy challenge to Wook. And inevitably he rose to the occasion and was able to come up with a fabulous answer. Like I, what was it I asked you to write? Haikus? So the first was one, haiku, yeah, the first but... one was write a haiku about why we should keep the the operating system and the log files on separate spindles. Really, I came up with that. I'm yeah, I'm I am damn proud of that. That is awesome. Uh, but you, but and you would come up with you don't have still anyway. I don't know if you still have that. You you, you still. And then, then there, there was another year where I, uh, you, you, I made you write a song. One year that you gave me a choice. Let me see if I remember. One of them was uh, to write a manual on how to recover from lingering objects in Klingon. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, what was the other? It was one? the Dr. Seuss thing, wasn't it? Do a Dr. Seuss parody. Right, having to do with some schema extensions, was it? Yeah, yeah, I think it was schema extensions, and uh, and the other one was an. There was like five things. I can't remember off the top of my head exactly. I ended up doing four of the five. I couldn't find enough Klingon vocabulary to <laughs> do the the lingering object. If I remember correctly, Pamela Dingle did the uh, interpretive dance for that. With me, yes, she she and I did the dance together because you can't do. I think it was on directory replication because you can't do replication without a replication partner. One year, and I, we still have the video of this, is uh, the top 10 requested features for Active Directory sung to an Elvis tune. Oh, Lord. There's a video of that floating around, I think, on YouTube. Yeah, I have it. And I threaten to use it if anyone doesn't be nice to me. So, And that has a, that has a whole lot of very high profile uh, enactors, as it were. In, in uh, various states of... Uh of uh, non-soberness. <laughs> well, so we, where we are, I, I, again, we've sort of come, I, I've said this in terms of my career and everything else, we've sort of come full circle in regards to the environment we're working in is, you know, when Active Directory came out, at least speaking for myself, this was a new level of complexity that took me quite a while for me to get comfortable with. And so really appreciating other people that were either where I was, which made me feel better, or were way ahead of me, which helped me learn. And in the hybrid world, we see the same thing happening. It's it's far more complex. We look back at just Active Directory and go, wow. Uh, and, and this shows no sign of getting a whole lot simpler. What we have seen, and and, and both Gil and I have done regional HIP conferences, we have seen uh, that people really appreciate the the information that we provide, and I know sometimes we feel, oh, I've done, I've given this presentation a, a lot of times, but the people that you're giving to have not seen it, and and it's new for them, and it's important for them, and so I I really strongly feel how important it is to be able to put this information out there in an agnostic sort of way. What works, what doesn't work what you should be doing, what you should be paying attention to. Yeah, the, the model's a good model. I'm, I'm still really pleased with the results we were able to get from this conference just because of the way it was, you know, what the goals of it were. And, and they still apply today. There are 
lots of smart people around who have been working with uh, Active Directory and Azure Active Directory, and and um, they have information that's useful to everybody else. And if we can give them a forum to uh, to uh, speak and express all that information to other people, you know, it's a great opportunity for people to learn. And it's it's a fun environment. Every one of these regional things that I've done, which I think maybe four of them are now, um, has been fantastic. We end up making a bunch of new friends, going out to dinner, having a beer, and you know, geeking out more on Active Directory and Azure Active Directory. And you know, Sean, one of the something you just said really resonated with me. One of the reasons why I've really enjoyed working in this particular field on, on identity is everybody has identity challenges that they need to work through from from every walk of life, from every kind of organization, every kind of company. Everyone needs to have a sign-in system if they're building a distributed system. And uh, I've really enjoyed meeting people from all these different walks of life and the different things that they do. Uh, it's just, it's something that, it's part of my job. It's sort of a, like a an unpaid bonus is that I get to meet all these people. And that's at a conference like this, at a conference like DEC or at, like at HIP, you get to meet these people who are facing the same challenges that you are, uh, but they are from a different setting. And it's always exciting you know, to meet people from you know, manufacturing or financial services, healthcare, government, education, all these different all the all these different ways that they're all applying the same technology they all have inherently the same problems. And you get to see their perspective and their point of view from uh, from their context. I've always really, really enjoyed that, working on identity and going to conferences like this. Well, there's a, a certain amount of uh, camaraderie in the trenches, right? Because uh, we're all deep in the trenches of the technology. It's a, and it's a, but it, it's a common thread, despite the fact that we we might be doing it in very different contexts. Mm -hmm. It's a common thread that gets pulled through. Yeah. So, and and some and and that and you can share the conversation. It allows everyone to share in the conversation, despite. Uh, the different background and context. I've really enjoyed that working in identity. Not quite sure how best to put this, but the just the the kinds of people that end up being in these roles are all people you kind of want to hang out with because they're they're fun and interesting. And I've made a substantial circle of friends just from from this conference because I get along with all of them. You know, they're and it's it's not just in the technology field; they're just all really good people. Well, this year we have a quite a variety of topics and speakers. We have so, for example, as our first keynote speaker, we have Andy Greenberg, who is the Wired journalist. That uh, if you're as an identity person, of course, you've probably heard of the uh, NotPetya attack on Maersk. He wrote the canonical story about Maersk and NotPetya. And followed up with it recently, uh, a book called Sandworm, called Lessons from the Ukrainian Cyber War and Beyond, which is a fascinating read. He goes not only deep into NotPetya, he goes deep into what's going on with the Ukrainian group that, that some people call Sandworm. It's a fascinating read. We have Alex Weiner, the Director of Identity Security for Microsoft. And Alex has the unenviable role of, uh, you know, watching all of this stuff go past and defending Microsoft against all of this. And then uh, we have our own hacker, uh, Semperus's own hacker-in-chief uh, or hacker-in-residence, Chris Roberts-Hill. So we've got stuff on crisis management, uh, a lot, of course, on hybrid AD security, and a lot of, actually, a lot of the old uh, deck and tech speakers, a lot of them are on the agenda. 
lots of good stuff on hacking. Kind of jealous. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, you know, we're we're always we're always trolling for that, and 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 we're always we're always looking to talk to interesting people. So I recommend you uh, go check out HipConf. It is H I P C O N F HipConf.com and learn a lot more about it. So the uh, as, as is this is a great year for attending conferences if you can uh, if you can tear the time away from work because like so many others it's free and uh, we have four uh, days of it spread across two weeks so so two days per week basically just part of the day we all know that we have lots of work to do and we can't devote a, a full day to that if we're not going to the conference but come check it out we've got more than a thousand people are registered right now and uh, it's only going up learn some good information. So thank you very much, gentlemen, uh, for your time. It was great talking to you. I mean, uh, what we haven't talked in probably 10 years or 20 years, probably. Yeah, probably. But it seems like yesterday, though, right? It's funny how that works out. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, very weird. Uh, You know, I think that's that's the mark of true friendship, right? You just pick up right where you left off. The connection just picks right up again. uh, That's... That's something special. And so I really appreciate the opportunity to come and visit and reminisce about the, the, the conferences and some of the kooky things that we did. Thanks for having me, uh, Sean. It's good to hear from you again, Wook, after, after many years. And, and, and good to talk to you again, Gil. Thanks for joining us on the Hybrid Identity Protection Podcast with Sean Duby. Be sure to subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. Visit hipconf.com, that's H-I-P-C-O-N-F.com to learn about upcoming events, view expert presentations, and take part in the conversation.